You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And uh, we're celebrating because Arizona men's basketball... Um, soundly and roundly trounced, is trounced a word, stomped, keep going baby, uh, smashed, uh, destroyed our, our friendly folks from Wisconsin. 98 to 73, but Shelby, uh, before we go into that, we have news from our sponsor. Our daily spending choices greatly impact our lifestyle, what we can do, where we can go. Like catching a big game at the McHale Center. Make your plan and enjoy the special moments. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we can help you learn how to make smart financial choices for the future, balancing both work and play. Visit our website at www.longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. Ran into my guy, Andre Veras. Andre Veras today. Shout out, Andre Veras. Shout out, Eric. Shout out, Seth, who asked me for a selfie. Mm hmm. It's not easy in these shoes. And as you can hear, Andre, I am alive. I, I'm. This is not going to last long. Shelby, having uh, a voice. Like Shelby was on the roast, but she watched the game. I did. Um, the only time I saw her get upset was uh, when she was watching the post game press conference. <laughs> I did get a little upset because I like to listen to the question that you ask and just see the po- the presser. And I, there was a member of the media today. That in the middle of like, you know, Arizona just right. destroyed Wisconsin, asked kind of an inappropriate so, question. It was weird. I don't want to go too much into this because obviously Tommy didn't want it. But after the Duke game, Tommy took the podium and was tearing up. His high school teammates got together and watched Duke versus Arizona. And they went to a former teammate's house. And the teammate is very, very sick. Uh, you could probably figure out what I'm trying to say. And for some reason... Today, randomly, everyone's happy talking about Wisconsin, and a local TV reporter is like, "Hey, Tommy, how's your f- friend, by the way?" Yeah, and like, Tommy, straight up. That's read why. The room, dude. That's why in the presser, if you watch it, Tommy says like, "No, we're not talking about that." It wasn't like a basketball question. It was like, "Dude, like, not now." Literally, sometimes it's crazy to me that these TV guys are so out of touch with like what's going on. But there are quite a few. Like we like. Yeah, we like them. Matt's great. Damien's great. There's others that I are guess like, everyone really good. has their moments, but it's just like mind blowing to me. Yeah. 
But we're not going to stomp on the joy. We're no. going to celebrate. Um, obviously, this was a big deal. Our predictions were very wrong. We thought this was going to be Which, uh, a tight game. You don't need to be wrong to be right, baby. I mean, we did say Arizona would win. That's so, right. yay. That's all that matters. We, we did do that right. I just want to say that I bet today. Mm-hmm. I don't usually bet. But I'm openly talking about betting now. And there was a parlay where you had to take all the favorites to win and cover the spread. Arizona was minus 10. And that was the one I was least confident about. They covered. Uh, and then another team covered. And then, I didn't tell you this yet. Purdue was favored by six and a half. And they won by six. Aww. Wah, wah. Parlays are hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, sucks for you. But back to this. Um, we did both pick Arizona to be Shelby, Wisconsin. I first started gambling. Hey, look, when I... I'm about ready to lose my voice. So like, check it. Oh my God. And let's go. All right. We both picked Arizona to beat Wisconsin, but did the way it play out surprise you? Very mean. What uh, do you mean? That was very, you're going to hear it, how it came out on the podcast. Very okay. mean. Everyone loves it. Oh my God. Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, I think I picked an eight point win and even... You know, when the spread came out, a lot of us were like, oh, eight, eight points is a lot. And then it got to 10. You're like, that's a lot. And clearly, uh, Arizona beat Wisconsin by 25 points. Woo! Uh, this was a team that multiple reporters were saying, keep an eye on this game because uh, they are um, one of the hottest teams in the country. And Arizona ate them up. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, ate them up. Wisconsin went down and like everything. Uh, offensively and defensively on Ken Palm. Arizona went up. Arizona is now number two in Ken Palm. Five on offense, two on defense. In order to for you to fully understand how sexy the Purdue game is, Purdue is number three in Ken Palm, three on offense, and nine on defense. So It can't be that sexy. It's on Peacock. Uh, well, yeah, but, you know, look, I have, we have everything. So I pay way too much for a cable. That's true. Um, yeah, look, like I thought Arizona was the better team, but I was definitely surprised at just the sheer, see what I did there, mm. uh, the sheer disparity in just about everything. Every single stat. It's, and it's not even stats, like watching the game. And, and, I, and we often talk about this with Big Ten teams in basketball. You know, I thought it was the case with Michigan State, maybe not as much as today. Uh, it was very clearly the case when they played Indiana in Vegas. Uh, just the, the difference in athleticism. Like today, it was very obvious that Arizona was the significantly faster, more athletic team. And I think that Wisconsin's style of play will be very good in the Big Ten Conference. I expect them to win plenty of games because there isn't that super athletic team in the Big Ten. It's just, it's not there. Whereas Arizona... You're talking about guys like... Uh, it's like a motor. Like Keisha Johnson, for instance. How many power forwards without athleticism is Wisconsin going to see in the Big Ten? All I'm hearing you say is blah, 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 Big Ten sucks. That's all I'm hearing. Well, I think the Big Ten's awful. They're terrible. Also, Indiana has racist fans, and we do not. So that's always a bonus for us. Um, also, good news, Indiana got straight up murked today uh, by Auburn. I really is, do. It's a Look, great day when Indiana I, loses. I think, and, and we'll get to this later in the week, I think Purdue's a legitimately good team. Yeah. I, I and look, I'm not I don't know if they're gonna go deep in the tournament or whatever. I, I think they're good. I think the rest of the conference is what we've known the Big Ten to be. Which is why I joke like 
I will name and, and create a graphic. If Arizona beats Purdue, Arizona's the Big Ten champions. Because yep. that means that they beat Indiana. Boom. Illinois. Boom. They beat them the last few years. Um, Wisconsin. Boom. Michigan State. Boom. And Purdue. I'm On the table, baby. I'm giving Big it to Ten. Them. They're going to win everything. Big Ten. Pac-12. Big 12 next year. It's going to be great. Um, okay. Well, I will I will make a note from watching it on TV that um, Wisconsin looked tired before the end of the first half. And that's when I knew. Like, watching their body language, they were huffing and puffing. They let Arizona control the pace, which I know that they probably didn't want to have happen. And you could tell before the end of the first half. Greg Gard, the Wisconsin coach, it, I don't think I'd ever recall uh, an opposing coach did a presser in the McHale media room. And he's he was awesome to listen to. I mean, he complimented Arizona a ton, but he straight up admitted that they were shook, that basically they had a plan of how things were going to go. And when Arizona started hitting threes, he said mentally they, they just they lost focus because they were like, oh, crap, what do we do now? And he basically admitted without saying the word shook that Wisconsin was shook once things didn't started to go their way. And someone goes, yeah, it was a 23 23- to two run and goes oh that's it he's like it because it felt like it was 50 to nothing <laughs> like that's what he thought that's like literally what he said because when they were on that run it was obvious like there was nothing wisconsin could do to slow down or stop arizona it just they they struggled with their length their height um you know umar balo i mean great guard said that umar balo uh plays way bigger <laughs> yeah he's like he plays he looks way bigger in person than he's listed right uh, he shouted out crevis who oh. was a force inside Krivis today and said, look, Crevis is going to be really, really good in the future. I mean, I just don't think that people and opposing teams realize how big Arizona is until you get on the court with them. And oftentimes by the time you do that, it's just too late. Seth Greenberg. He who, sucks ass. I, I don't I know, know what he said, but he I know sucks. After, but I know you don't like him. But after the game, he and this other guy, hyperactive dude who was, I don't know who that guy was, but he was annoying. But he did say two things that I thought were telling. He's like, how can an opposing team scout Arizona? Like, you're going to stand there with a broomstick and pretend to be Balo or Crevis. Like, you cannot replicate the body, like, that you're about ready to play. And, like, that is obviously amazing for Arizona. And he said something else as well that was kind of important, and my brain just kind of floated away about it. It'll come back. But um, anyway, I know you don't like him that much, and he does have his moments. But I will say about ESPN, I don't know if this is a question on here, it's not. Um, it was funny listening to the broadcast where, you know, Dave Passion, um, Billis were like kind of neutral at the beginning, kind of like leaning towards Wisconsin a little bit in the commentary, Billis, obviously. And like literally when the, that second half run started, Jay Billis was just like, man, Arizona is so good. Like Arizona, like it's not even that Wisconsin's that bad. Yes, they were. However, he's like, they weren't that bad. It's just that Arizona is just so good. I mean, he's, he's seen them play this season a couple of times. He's called the game before, but um, that was kind of cool to have all of that happen on ESPN because if you are an Arizona fan, we have ongoing beef with ESPN. Never forget. Um, Jason's just straight up on his phone. I'm just chatting, so I mean, I'll go to the next I question. I can't hear the announcements. I, know. I, I do know that multiple people, and I'll watch the game tonight. I'll probably get a glass of wine. A nice, a Chardonnay. What? First of all, ew, um, Chardonnay's gross. Don't you wine. don't even drink wine. And why would you pick Chardonnay? Because the only wine I know. Um, 
But yeah, supposedly like Jay Billis eventually got to a point where he just said, yeah, uh, Arizona's better than Wisconsin and I'm done for the night. Arizona's the number one team in the country. The end. Um, Okay, well, moving on to question two. We got really far. What did Arizona do successfully on defense? This was a coaching clinic. And I think Greg Gard is a, uh, you know, I I think Greg Gard's a good coach. I'm not one of these guys that are just going to be, and I did it in the breakdown. Uh, I watch way too much Wisconsin sports. I don't know why. Well, I do know because why. Because your sister went there. She didn't even know Wisconsin was playing. I texted my brother-in-law, and I was like, hey, does, does my sister's Allison. Does Allison know what we're, it, the illegal things we're doing to her team right now? And he's like, no, she has no idea. She, has, she doesn't even know. Yeah, she, went, she actually went there, you know, for her degree. She didn't go Believe there or not, my brother-in-law has season tickets to Cal State San Marcos. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because Allison teaches that. Right. And he, uh, Luke Kristoviak, is on that team. He's injured right now, but he's on uh, San Marco. So, uh, what was the question? Defense or offense? I don't remember. Defense. Uh, yeah. Defense, basically, you know, Arizona didn't do anything too crazy. They played drop coverage. They played drop coverage again. Um, we said in the breakdown that the, the one guy on uh, Wisconsin who couldn't really shoot was their foreman. And that Keisha Johnson was athletic enough to be able um, to guard Wall, uh, Tyler Wall. And, and that's what happened. Wall went 3 of 10, only shot 1-3. He's not a three-point shooter. He actually fouled out in 25 minutes because he couldn't guard uh, Keyshot either. But um, they backed off him, uh, you know, a little bit and basically dared him to shoot. Uh, we were wondering what they would do with Crown, daring him to shoot the three a little bit. They didn't back up too much, uh, but he only shot two threes. I mean, Wisconsin went... 10 of 21 from three, uh, which is pretty damn good. Obviously, if you shoot 50% from three, uh, it, it's it's obviously very good. But I think the biggest thing is it, it felt like wherever Wisconsin wanted to go offensively, Arizona had a defender there. Like ball screens, <coughs> Wisconsin tried to do what Michigan State did and just did and just ball screen the crap out of Arizona. Uh, it didn't work. A lot of times what that happens is you, you overpressure and then it's hard to rotate, hard to switch and all that. Uh, Arizona didn't overpressure. Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over too much. And I think that, you know, basically they said, you know, and, and, and Tommy Lloyd actually kind of brought it up with Caleb Love at the end of the game um, in the presser where he said, like, you know, one of the things that he loves about this team is they take the scouting report very seriously. Like Keyshaw Johnson and Caleb Love, the leaders, Pella Larson, these guys take the scouting report. They're reading it. Very seriously. In and you, all languages. And you could tell 
that they had with they I mean they scouted they had their the, number. They scouted the shit out of Wisconsin. Like there was just nothing Wisconsin could get going offensively that Arizona wasn't accounting for. There were very, very few easy shots that Wisconsin got. Wisconsin really had to earn uh, their way offensively. Um <clears throat> well, uh obviously other side of the ball, what about offense? Yeah, so um you know, to me, it was basically Wisconsin kind of at first dared Arizona to shoot the three, and it looked like it was going to work four for 10 in the first half, and then Arizona made their next four of seven. And, you know, they started four of 10. Uh, they hit their next eight of 16. So, so Challenge accepted. Right. Look, when Arizona is shooting 50% from three, you're, not, you're probably not beating them, especially yeah. if it's at a... No. A, a good clip. And so basically, um, eventually they had to kind of adjust their defense. And, and Greg Gard said this too, is you, you come in with a defensive game plan. And your defensive game plan is focused around, look, if Arizona is going to shoot threes, so be it. We're confident that they're not going to shoot threes at a high level. This is how we're going to attack Arizona. Mistake. Then you see, but, but you say that, but we'll get to that in a second. Then you see Arizona hit threes. And it's like, well, crap, what do we do now? And then they started going under screens. That didn't work. Then they started getting inside, et cetera. So you mentioned, like, mistake. But that therein lies the problem. And I was talking about this with another media guy. We have a couple threads on our board about it. How do you guard Arizona? Well, it's a mistake because you don't. Like, I think Wisconsin chose the right way to guard Arizona. I really do. I think you, you... you take away the inside, and if they're going to hit threes, so be it. But if they're hitting threes, you're done. You're done. You're just done. Because then you're over-rotating on threes, and you're letting the inside, and you got guys like Umar and Kishad and even Pella. Like, and, and, and to me, we'll get to the second. Like, What are you going to do when Pella Larson's hitting threes? Like, like four for four. Like, There's just only so much you can do. And that's what makes this team so dangerous, their guard play and all that is when you're drawing up the game plan for Arizona. And, and again, Arizona's going to lose this, uh, lose a game this season. I, I fully recognize that. Maybe two, maybe three. I don't know. But when I watch Arizona, it is one of the very few teams in the country where I say to myself, you got to pick your poison and hope it works because there is no clear way to beat this team. You don't watch this team and go, yep, if we take that away, we're good. We'll win. It's just not like that. It, it's, it's, very unique to a Tommy Lloyd team. Um, last year, it was, we're going to out-top them. We're going to push them around. We're going to beat them up. And, and we're going to be physical with Azulis and Kerr and, and take them out of the game. And it it, tend, it, it works. Um, you can't do that with this team. You just can't. And so I, I really, the game that Arizona loses, in my opinion, is going to be because more of Arizona and less about the opponent, if that makes sense. I, I just don't see a clear path to beating Arizona. Hmm. Well, we're not sharing it, even if you figure it out. Um, okay. Uh, well, who are you giving the MVP to? And I hope you're saying Pella. It's close, though. Nope. You could, it, nope. I, I'm, nope. Chill, baby. It's Pella. It is Pella. Thank but you. But if you were to make a case for Caleb Love, okay, I would. Okay, well, I, I like would, Caleb. Right. I would totally understand it. This, to me, may have been the best game that Pella's ever played. Yep. Um, what's funny is he couldn't hit free throws, and usually he's super know, reliable. Crazy. Um, but he was six to six from the field, four four from three, four rebounds, four assists, zero turnovers. Here's a good stat: Arizona had seven turnovers. 
Three of them were because they were called for moving screens. Yeah. They only had four true turnovers the entire game. That's what Seth said. You just made it come to my mind when I said I forgot one thing. Is that Seth said that the it was about the pace. And he's like, as fast as Arizona plays, they only had seven turnovers today. Yeah, look, if Arizona's only going to have basically four true turnovers and shoot uh, 46% from three, and you're done. You're done. Like, I, I seriously... And they didn't... If they got those free throws, they would have gone over 100. Well, I mean, they were 16 of 26. If they hit 20 of 26, they're over, and that's the normal yeah. percentage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Pella did everything. He defended really well. You know, A.J. Storr was a guy that I said was the only person on uh, Wisconsin I felt could go for 20. He finished with 10 points, and he, he needed 12 shots to do it. Didn't even get a three-point attempt off. Had one rebound. No assists. One rebound. Was a near non-factor uh, in this game. And a lot of that was because of Pella. Um, you know, A.J. Storr has ha- had a nice season and all that, but uh, Pella was, to me, the, the MVP of the game. However, Caleb... Well, next question. Next question. Um, What about some of the other performances? Yeah, we might as well go down the line because I'm not sure anyone played poorly. Uh, Caleb Love looked like one of the best guards in the country. Yeah. If you turn on the the TV and you saw Caleb Love today, you'd be like, holy crap. Uh, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, He only turned the ball over one time. He added 2 steals. Uh, He was... A monster. And I had said in the write-up before the game that I, I didn't think Klezmet could guard him in any world. And that, that turned out to be true. That goes back to our athleticism argument. They just don't have a guard, Wisconsin, that is athletically uh, gifted or fast enough to guard Caleb Love. When he's playing like that, uh, he's awesome. I mean, Kylan Boswell didn't necessarily shoot the ball great. Nine assists to two turnovers. You'll take that every day. If you shoot 40%, I'm cool with it. You give me nine assists to two turnovers as my point guard. I'm cool. I thought this was Umar's best game of the season. He was everywhere. Uh, by far. 15 points, 9 rebounds, missed one shot. And he's going against a dude that is 7 foot, you know, 250 pounds and Crowell. And Crowell had 2 rebounds. I mean, he, he bullied him. He bullied him inside. Caleb loved that play where they kept going. Like, that's another thing. Wisconsin was trying to hedge a little bit on screens and give him a different look on ball screen defense. Caleb Love figured out how many of those lobs did he have to Umar today? It felt like a lot. Like four? Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was just, it was over. I think they ran out on consecutive plays and it worked. Um, great guard shouted out Keyshaw Johnson at the end of the game as a tough guy that knows how to win. And he is, Tom Izzo said the same thing. And I think another coach earlier in the season said, Keyshaw is the difference between winning and losing a lot of these games. He does not get rattled and you are not going to push him around. Is he going to go for 20 and 15 like Azulis may have? No. Um, is he going to defend better? Yes. And I don't, I, you know, 11 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Um, the toughness is just awesome. Um, Jaden Bradley was fine. I'm a little concerned. Tommy kind of let it out of the bag that he has like a turf toe situation. Um, that's a crappy injury. Uh, he only played 14 minutes. He probably would have played more, but they're kind of watching him in that regard. KJ Lewis belongs yeah, like, you know, seven points. Hang. He can hang with any of them. I thought Crevis, you know, you look at it, he had 3,012 minutes. He had two points and three rebounds. You're like, oh, what's the big deal? When he was in there, his defense was uh, was awesome. It was hardy. I mean, it, it, and he's a big dude. You, you know, know what's I, crazy? Sorry, about Crevis. No, go, baby. Is that he's nasty. Like, you know, you don't expect that from a, Europe, a European player yes. until they get into the NBA because they learn it along the way. 
and he's out here year one. And when he's out on the floor, like sometimes he's more aggressive. Like Valo is big. He can just back people up off of him with, with, you know, easily. He doesn't have to, like, he doesn't make faces. You know, he will stunt a little if he gets a, a slam. But, like, Crevis looks like he could be, like, mean. And as he gets more and more developed, gets some weight on him, like, he's definitely going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, there's always the, in, you know, soft European argument. And, and they're not all like that. Some of them are. There's some soft American players, too. And uh, I don't think Crevis is soft at all. Like, no. he's, a, he's a tough dude. He's all, you know, he's fine with the contact. He got a, a crappy foul called on him where the guy kind of hooked him and he just basically jumped on the dude. It was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it's another one of those games that have become a pattern where – and you know what? With Krivis, that I'm very curious, you know, to me, I love Umar. I think Umar's a stud. I think Arizona's going to need Krivis quite a bit against Edie because oh, I yeah. think in terms of size and just pure – Grit. Like phys- physicality and just the size of him. Yeah. Like Umar's a big dude. Edie's a big dude. And I'm very, very curious to see how Tommy Lloyd attacks that matchup and if Krivis gets more playing time next week because of it. The other thing to note is, like, obviously, all five starters had double digits. Again. And then, like, you have, what, five minutes left and you're starting to put your bench on. At one point, you have El Jefecito out there. My boy, Conrad. Conrad. I think Conrad's going to be good. Conrad's going to be. I stand resolute. He's going to be a, a good little player. I thought that was one of the best parts of the game where Arizona emptied their bench and Wisconsin still had their starters in with two minutes left. This looks such a baller move. I like, love it. And it's like Wisconsin, I don't know why they had their starters in, but. You they know. wanted to play till the end. Um. <clears throat> all right, last thing. Any other thoughts on the overall matchup? Also, how was the crowd? Uh, the crowd was great. I mean, really, it, it was it was very good. Uh, it was filled up, you know, it, and and they were they were rowdy. It was very clearly the uh, the best crowd of the uh, of the season. Sorry, I'm watching a, a fight that happened in a college game between fans and. Ooh. Uh, but you know, there's so many like, uh, there's so many impressive stats. Like, I'm just gonna read a few stats. To close this out. Pella Larson is the first D1 player since the 2013, so 10 years, tournament to do the following against a ranked opponent. Score at least 21 points, make six or fewer field goals to do it, and go perfect field goal percentage. First player in 10 years to do what he did. Arizona's largest margin of victory against a ranked opponent since 2022. I'm sorry, 2002. Largest ranked Margin of victory, largest margin of victory against a ranked opponent since 2002 when it beat number 19 Western Kentucky by 39. 39 points. 26 assists are also the most versus a ranked opponent since that same Western Kentucky game. The 12 three pointers Arizona made were the most versus a ranked opponent at McHale since 2008 versus number six Washington State when they also made 12. You want me to keep going? Arizona is over the 20 assist mark. For the 44th time under Tommy Lloyd. You know their record, Shelby? What? 44-0. What? Sixth time they've reached the 20 assist mark versus a ranked opponent under Lloyd. First time in McHale. I mean, the 17-point the halftime lead for Arizona is the largest on McHale versus a ranked opponent since 2009. Shout out Greg Mraz, the research manager for the Pac-12 Network. Great dude. Does a great job. Hopefully someone retains him and all that. Um, my Whoa. dogs are killing each other. They're rowdy. Everyone's rowdy. Rowdy. But, Shelby, 
It could be a busy Sunday with football. We'll see. But I know either way, there's only one way to end this podcast, Shelby. And that's because we're going to bear down. Shout out to Gentle Benz. Oh, the, Gentle uh, rough, Benz. Rough night for them. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin fans decided to have a party there. So good for Gentle Benz. Make that money, baby. Whoop, whoop. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.